0: Father, we thank you for your presence in this very room today. Father, it's just such a a tangible presence. It's so real to us today. And Lord, we pray that as we come to consider what you would say to us today, that you would open up our hearts, that you would open our eyes and our ears, that you would open up our understanding to really grasp what you would say to us today. And Lord, we pray that anything which is said from this platform today, which is not from you or is not intended by you, then Lord, we pray that we would forget that quickly. But Lord, that we would hold on to the things which you would say to us, those things which you would speak and breathe into us. So Father, we give ourselves to you for the next uh, short while. Lord, that you would speak to us and that we would know your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So for those who've been coming along, you'll know that we've been, thinking about, um, we've been thinking about what God has been saying to us over the last while. Uh, we talked about being established, and we th- thought about roots, and we'll come to that in a second. We thought about what it means to be elevated, to grow up, to rise up, to grow in grace, to grow in our gifts. And then this week, just to focus, um, and the timing's great uh, for next week for Ray Stokes coming along, on expansion. And the verse which I want to root this in, no pun was intended there, you're allowed to laugh, is Isaiah chapter 54, and we'll read verses 1 to 4. And uh, these verses first appeared in my journal back in 2002, uh, quite some time ago. And it was interesting that in 2003, John Partington preached from this particular verse in the church here. And when God starts to, to... highlight things to you, you need to listen. We don't always maybe get it right away. Sometimes he needs to speak to us again and remind us that God really, I think, began to speak to me uh, through this. In 2004, this passage popped up again at a leaders' gathering, which Andrew was leading. Uh, I think it was in George and Jean's last house, if I remember right. And uh, this was in about the time I was praying about whether or not to become the assistant pastor. And there was that... Synchronization of, of, of kind of hearts and what God was saying. And, uh, and then it kind of disappears off the radar for a while. And it next appears in my notes in May 2012. And uh, it's obviously been in my thinking then, especially the part about your descendants inheriting the nations, and I'll come to that. In the meantime, this passage has been of particular importance to Mary in her journey, particular through particularly through some of the darker times, and we've uh, been through difficult times as a family. And uh, so this passage has been alive to us for, for many years. It's one that you keep coming back to. You know how you get those words from God that you keep coming back to? You, they're, they're like anchors in your life. Well, this, this is one of those those anchors. And that's what we're going to speak about today. And today, our message really is, is about growth. It's about growing in God and the things that he wants to do. So to come back to a little tree analogy... Uh, we started off down the bottom with establish. We thought about elevate. And then we think about expanding, expanding out. I love the, uh, the, the tree analogy. And there's more stuff to come in that. And the purpose today... What are you laughing at? Okay. The purpose today is really to stir up faith within us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I need my faith to be stirred up. It takes somebody... Maybe speaking under God's anointing to come along and to really start to stir things up. For those who were at the Gartmore weekend a number of years ago, Ian Williams used the phrase, I'm here to start a spark, to set a spark, to get something going through the things which he said. And my purpose today is to stir up faith within us. I firmly believe that God's purposes are being at work, but I want to see good foundations in the church, but also fanning into flame that work of God that's maybe, for some of us it's burning, maybe for some of us it's just kind of smoldering away. For some, to use that expression, the gas is on a peep. But God wants us to fan into flame that thing which is within us. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue uh, on our our journey through this message. And I'm trying to take less time to say it today. So Isaiah 54 verse 1 says, Sing, O barren, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not laboured with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. You will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. It's quite an incredible word, actually, and there's so much in this. If we read it in context, it's talking about the nation of Israel. That's that's how it should be interpreted in relation to to this people who have went through a really difficult time, through a barren time. But then God comes and he says, I'm going to do this new thing in you. The little heading in the NIV is a perpetual covenant of peace. And God is speaking words of comfort to his people, to this nation. And there's something about when we read scripture, we can understand the context, we can understand what it's saying, we can understand who it's addressed to, who's written it, why it's been uh, written down, who's speaking, all this kind of stuff. But sometimes I think that we can understand all that. God comes along and he quickens a word to us. And this is one of those words which has been quickened in my heart time and time again. I'm going to flick up a slide with a, uh, with a quote on it. And I've quoted this a few times. And uh, I just felt to come back to it again. Uh, I, my apologies if you're getting bored by it. Um, but it's Dietrich Bonhoeffer who says, Action springs not from thought, but from a readiness for responsibility. A readiness for responsibility. God wants to do things in us and through us, both you as individuals and us as a church. The question is are we ready? You might say, ready for what? Are you ready to go to a different level in God? Maybe a different level in your relationship with God? Are you ready to take a new step? Are you ready to do the thing that God is telling you to do? And the reality is that getting ready is more about small, imperceptible steps than it is about big things which you can go, oh, that was me getting ready there. And it's about an attitude of heart that says I want to go deeper deeper. Uh, into God, to be surrendered to God, and there's a sense in which we should always be ready for the thing that God wants to do. First Peter 3:15 says, "Always be ready to give a defence to everyone who asks you for a reason, uh, a reason for the hope that is in you." Always be ready to give a defence. And then in Timothy 4:2, Paul says to his uh, protege Timothy. He says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. In other words, always be ready to give that word, always be ready to give that encouragement. But there's a process to getting ready. Okay? In our house, when we're going out somewhere, it takes me five minutes, if I'm lucky, to get ready to go out. It takes the ladies about five hours to get ready. Oh, that's an exaggeration. No, know. That is an exaggeration. Okay. But it usually takes the ladies longer to get ready, doesn't it, um, than us guys. We tend to just kind of fling any old thing on and run away. Good to go. But there's a process. There's a process in getting ready, you know, getting yourself prepared for that thing which you're going to do. And really, it's the exact same in God. There's a process that we go through to get ourselves ready, to get ourselves to that place where God can actually work through us. And my question is, and I'm going to flick up this little slide again, sorry if I'm boring you, but we need to understand this stuff, okay? That our Christian life and growing in our Christian faith is about taking next steps. Beginning at the beginning, growing in our faith, and then aiming to be people who, for us, our relationship with Christ is everything. Becoming Christ-centred. And I wonder, since last week, and we flicked that little slide up, I wonder how many of us have taken a step, any step, to get ourselves a little bit further along on this journey. Have you taken a step? Have you taken any step? Can you think back to this week and think, I did such and such. Quite hard to do, isn't it? unless we're consciously thinking about our journey, unless we're consciously thinking about moving on in our relationship with God. And don't feel bad if you can't think of anything today. Because as I said, sometimes it's a slow process. And we don't, we don't often see it until we look back and we go, oh, wait a minute, six months ago, and here we are now. And, and that's quite interesting. So let's not get dis- disheartened or discouraged about the time that it takes for growth. but I think the church has been going through that time of expansion in one sense. And I remember back to 16th of February 2011, and in my daily readings this verse, I was reading through Micah and it really stood out. And one of those occasions where you just can I you hear God speaking to you and you think I need to write this down. <clears throat> And it's chapter 7, verse 11. And he says, the day for building your walls will come. The day for extending your boundaries. In that day, people will come to you. And it was one of those verses which arrested me. I thought, okay, that's interesting. I need to write that down. But then what do we do? Do we just sit back and wait for God to come along and do whatever he's going to do? This thing that we keep waiting on. Do we just wait for God to do something? Or do we get ourselves into a process of listening to what God is saying to us and trying to prayerfully work this out? We don't just sit back and wait on God when he speaks, but we do tangible things to get ourselves ready. We get ourselves ready by praying, by studying God's word, by growing, developing, by upping our skills, by training. We get ourselves ready by loving and by caring and by serving and by obeying and by following and by giving. All these things all add up to making ourselves ready for the thing that God plans to do. That was the 16th of February, 2011, the day For building your walls will come the day for extending your boundaries. In that day, people will come to you. And a week and a half later, we had Ray Stokes with us. And uh, as I reread what Ray said to us back in 2011, I came across these words: "How many of you have promises that have yet to be fulfilled? What's the holdup? Is it lack of faith? Lack of prayer?" And then Ray said this, and it really stood out to me. Maybe it's the process of growth until the day that God brings you to the moment where the heart of God is satisfied. And he says, now in blessing I will bless you, in multiplying I will multiply you, in healing I will heal you, in saving I will save you. And in all things that the promise promises uh, come to bear. That was February 2011. And there's always a timing in God. And the skill for us as leaders and as people is to be sensitive to God's timing. What is he saying? When does he want it to happen? And listen to that. And I'll come back to uh, Ray's, Ray's word in a little second. And the analogy that we've been using is the analogy of a tree. And in a tree, expansion happens in different ways. There's the expansion in the root system, which we kind of thought about. And this gives the tree stability as well as the mechanism for feeding the tree. And we need to expand as individuals. And we also need to expand as a church. And we need to expand at that root level. And I keep coming back to it, but it's about our relationship with God. Those roots. And uh, Keith sent me an interesting link uh, just this week to a tree which grows in, is it Puerto Rico? Yeah, well, I think it's yeah, Puerto it's road, it's um, I, th- I think I've got a picture of it, actually. I think this is what it looks like, just from my research. And it talks about the root habit of this tree, and I found this absolutely intriguing. And uh, about this tree, it says, the observed preference of this tree uh, is for the upper slopes and ridges, and it's obvious... Uh, successful survival of frequent hurricane winds that break crowns rather than uprooting trees point to a strong and presumably deep root system. And this is what intrigued me about these trees. It says, root grafts among trees of this species are common. The roots actually graft together. And it says here that it's not uncommon uncommon to find uh, up to 10 or 20 individual trees actually joined together at the roots. I found that absolutely intriguing. And there's something about what we're thinking about here that applies to us on an individual basis, but it applies to us together as a church, where we're connected in prayer, we're connected in our Bible study, we're connected at that root level, we're connected at the foundations. It brings a real strength. And this church has certainly seen its storms, it's seen its troubles, but that's what really has held us together, is that connection at the root level in the past and will do in the future. We need each other. We need to be connected together. None of us are called to do this on our own. We are called to live as a community. We're called to live as a body, as a family as an army that marches together. There's loads of different analogies in Scripture and we're called to be together. It's not about one man or one woman trying to do it all on their own. I think Sunday services are important because they help in the process of our growth. I think small groups are important because they help in the process of our growth. We need fellowship to help us in the process of growth. But ultimately, it comes down to each of us as individuals to take seriously our responsibility to get connected with God. There's the expansion and upward growth of the tree. We used the term last week, elevate. Expansion, elevate, I think they're kind of interchangeable in one sense. And there's an an analogy here of rising up in our gifts, growing in the grace that God has placed in us. And we need to grow in the giftedness that's on our life. We need to grow in God. We can't be staying where we are not to stay static. And as we think about a tree, there's an expansion in the canopy. And the reach of the tree extends. And that's where we see the fruit of the tree is in the canopy. The stuff that we're talking about, the foundational stuff in our lives, in, a, in the same way as a tree grows under the surface, you can't see the roots other than this little exception here, you can see some of it. There's a secret work goes on in our life as we are getting engaged with God and growing and developing, but then it's evident in the fruit that is in the canopy. And our lives are designed as Christians to bear fruit. Each and every one of us, not just you as individual, but all of us as a church. And the canopy spreads out and it becomes a glorious sight. And it's powerful, it's strong. And there's something that's regal about trees, but this is what interests me about them. They're rooted in the soil. Coming back to what we said last week about the importance of humility. And as individuals, it talks, and it talked in the past about as being oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Isaiah 61, verse 3. <clears throat> and the growth of a tree is all proportional. You can't have a big tall tree with very little root. It's not going to work. But equally, you don't have this big great root bowl and foundation and have a tiny little tree popping up out the top of it. That would be absolutely ridiculous. What's the point? And so it's not all about the secret quiet place and our prayer and our meditations and our Bible study. It's about growing up and growing out into the things that God's calling us to, the service that God calls us to, and the fruit bearing that God calls us to. And we have a responsibility as individuals, but we have a responsibility as a church to grow at that deep level, but also to bear fruit. And I would suggest that we can't have one without the other. Going back to September 2011, I preached the message in here. And as I actually listened to the message again. And I get annoyed listening to my own voice. <laughs> it's really weird listening to yourself. But the message on investing in influence was based on the same passage of scripture about expansion. And I felt at the time that it was one of those messages which was important and there was something foundational about it. And the essence was about preparing, uh, being prepared to invest in our community, doing the works that God had called us to if we want to have influence in our community. There was a cost to what we were saying. And in that, I quoted Ray Stokes' message, the same one I quoted earlier there, uh, which he had shared with us earlier in that year. And let me read what he said and I believe that it's prophetic and has an application has had an application is having an application and will have an application and uh, he said this it's about his purpose on the earth to reforest to plant the trees of righteousness I was blown away when I read this again because I hadn't actually read this when I was thinking about this series of messages tail end of last year and I thought, I thought, wow, this is this is really this is what God is saying. I believe that God is wanting you to move forward, because there needs to be an expansion of the things of God in this church. There needs to be an expansion. Clearly, you need more room. God wants you to move in a new direction, so that there is a release of life, and that's important. And there is an increase and a gathering of people. And as I listen to myself quoting this the last time I got really emotional when I went to say this next But There is a new generation that God is wanting to go out and capture. And we have to be able to have a place to bring them in so that they can be that generation who receive not the methodology of the way we do things, but the truth of what God has revealed to us so that they can take that message to their children and their children's children. And I believe there is a fresh call and a fresh desire and a fresh anointing upon this place that God would bring forth a newness of life here, an outreach here, an outreach there, that uh, and an ingathering gathering uh, of people. And that really resonated with me as I read it again, even this week, preparing for this message. He talks about an increase, uh, an expansion, sorry. He talks about a release of life, an increase, an in-gathering of people, a new generation that God wants to go and reach. And that really encouraged me and excited me. And I really, really knew that God was speaking to us at that point in time. And I'm nearly finished. And all these things, they get into you and they start to influence you. They influence the way you pray. They influence what you read, the influence, the way you see things. And uh, on March 2011, I spoke a message, um, and really it was March 2011, 6th of March, it was about the purity of our hearts. And this is my introduction. God has been speaking to us over the last few weeks about forgiveness, and Ray brought a word from God last week and spoke powerfully into the life of the church. Same word that I've just read. As well as individuals. What he said resonated with where we believe we are in God at the moment. And then I referenced a word which Julie brought at the start of that year. The tie-in with the word that Julie brought a number of weeks ago about going to the birthing rooms was very interesting. And Julie brought a prophetic word in the life of the church about it's time to go into the birthing rooms. And I was saying when God works in our lives and is bringing about new things and a new life, we can expect there to be difficulties along the way. I firmly believe that part of that birthing work that God wants to do is a work in our hearts. If we launch into new ministries without our hearts being prepared, then we risk trouble further down the line. That was in 2011. In 2012, we saw the launch of a group called Treasure Kids. And I was sitting down at the National Conference, Assemblies of God Conference, and it was there that I just saw the green light go. It's time to get this thing started. And in 2011, the 11th of January, 2011, Treasure Kids was launched. On the 4th of May, 2012, the toddler group, was launched. On the 4th of May 2012, we just checked this, the drop-in was launched. On November 2012, the food bank was launched. And I thought, wow, see when you actually stop and look back at what's been happening in the life of the church, it's quite incredible. God speaks one year and he says, get yourself prepared, because none of these things came about by chance. They didn't just kind of magically drop out of the ether. But God was speaking to people. And people were responding to what God was saying. And they said, it's time. It's time to get these things going. We've had the green light. We've had the word. And it's come time and time again. It's time to expand. And you might not have thought about it this way. But these new ministries which appeared in the life of our church at that time are Indeed, an expansion of the things that God is in the middle of doing. And we continue to develop these mini- ministries. And we've seen fruit from these ministries. But then we need to keep fanning these things into flame. Because it needs the life of God. It needs the life of the Holy Spirit in it. Or it will become works of which are unproductive and unfruitful. We need to keep investing in order to have influence. Not that we want anything for ourselves here. Let me clarify. We need to keep fanning into flame and investing our time, our energy, our finances. We need to keep coming back to God and asking Him to breathe upon us. And that breath, if you've ever watched any of the survival programs... You know that it's that wind, it's that breath, however it comes, that brings the ember to life and the flames start. And it's not something that we can do in our own strength. We can't manufacture it. But we ask God to do these things in us and through us. And it's his life that's at work within us. One last verse, just as I finish off. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And Paul's speaking to the church here. He says, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our area of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. And there's a connection here between this faith continuing to grow... And the influence that the apostles can have in the people and the nation beyond those in that immediate area. There's a connection. That growing in faith allows the expansion to come. Allows God's work to come. And I think it's what God is saying to us today. We need to grow in faith in order for that expansion to come. It's not just about works, but it's about the life of God being seen in our community, and it starts in his people. And my prayer is that we today begin to fan to flame that thing which God is saying to us, that we think about how we have expanded in one sense, but the fact that God has got so much more for us to move into, to enter into as a church. We've only just begun We're only just seeing the tip of the iceberg of that work that God wants to do. And I don't know about you, but I find myself today really encouraged and really aware that God is speaking, and in a place where I want to fan and to flame the gift that God has put within me, to be all that I can be. But God is calling us all to fan and to flame that gift that is within us, to Fanning to flame that faith that is within us. That there might be this expansion of the work of God in our lives. And I'm going to stop there. And I want us to bow our heads and just reflect for a couple of minutes. And then we're going to do something maybe a little bit different. Let's just take a moment to, to be quiet before God. let's just invite him to speak to us father we pray speak into our hearts just now those things which are on your heart for us as individuals One of the things that I feel God is saying to maybe one or two people in particular is that you're not past it. You are not past it. Maybe some people who are thinking that their time has been and this doesn't apply to them anymore because they've done their stint. But you're not past it and God's not finished yet and the encouragement is to just give yourself back to him and ask him to breathe fresh vision, fresh life into you because he's not finished. You're not past it. I don't know if anybody else has got anything that they want to share. Maybe something you feel God is saying. Yes, is MDLs just before we move on, don't hold back if you feel you've got something that you should share. thank you, Father. Father, we thank you that you are going about your business in this town. Father, we thank you that you are interested in us. Father, we thank you that you're speaking to us. And Father, we we, we continue to look to you. We can't We can't just do things in our own strength, and it's certainly not about doing what we think are good ideas, but Father, it's about being in tune with your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we pray that you would continue to lead us and direct us as individuals, but Father, also as a fellowship. And Lord, we pray that you continue to give us ears to hear what you would say to us. Father, both individually, but also corporately as a church. So, Father, we pray, continue to pour out your Spirit upon us. We confess that we need you. Father, we recognize that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit, says the Lord. And Father, we pray, we pray that we would be that forest, that those oaks of righteousness for the display of your splendor. Because Father, we recognize that it's not really of ourselves, but Father, these are are the things which you have ordained and initiated on our behalf. We pray that you'd help us to respond to those things. Father, that we might grow up into the things which you have ordained for us. Father, those areas of gifting which you've put within our lives. Father, maybe it's time to fan some of those back into flame again. Not to recapture the old days, but Father, to move into that new thing which you want to do in our time. So Father, we pray, lead us and guide us. May we know your presence. Father, may we know your hand upon us. Lord, we pray that many would come to see, many would come to hear and know you as Lord and Savior of their lives. Lord, we pray for our young people in the academy. Lord, we ask that you would keep your hand upon them. And Father, that you would keep them from influences which are not of you. Father, open up their eyes and ears and minds and hearts to really understand your word. That word which Ian has mentioned today that we can stand upon, we can have confidence in. And Father, we pray that you continue to breathe life into us. Father, we need you, we confess, we need you, we can't do these things in our own strength. So Lord, we pray as we give ourselves to you again today. Lord, breathe upon us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.